Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our moxie on. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host, Gail. And I'm Christina. And we have a super fun guest today. She's coming to you all the way from Canada. I'm so excited. Welcome, Manny Martins-Carmen. Manny is a fashion stylist and a personal shopper, and she caught our eye on the Instagram with her fun and funky style. So welcome to the show, Manny. Oh, thank you so much, girls. I'm so glad to be here. So Manny is right smack in the middle of midlife, 59, right? 58. 58. So cruising on up there. (laughs) Yeah. Stop stop trying to make her older, She said she was... never going to want to come back. uh, She'll want to come back. I actually only feel like I'm 20, so, you know. Well, there you go, girl. There you go. And you look fabulous, so it doesn't even matter. Well, and she uses the hashtag nearly 60, so what? And I love that because, you know, age is just a number. But what caught my eye is that you have a loud and proud and bold style about you. And I think for a lot of us, it goes one way or the other. We age and we just get a little mousy. We're over there in the coordinate section at the department store getting the the coordinating polyester slacks and floral top. Or we get a big case of don't give a crap and it looks like you've embraced the don't give a crap. I'm going to wear what I like. Is that true? Mm. Yes, it is. But it's not always been like that. I did lose myself for a while there. But yes, right now I yeah. got no more craps to give. No craps well, to give. You know You know what, Manny? You know what I love um, when I see you on Instagram and I see that fabulous pink, you know, fluffy coat? I'm like... I need that in my life. I don't know where she found that, but it's uh, the I need that in store. my life. Uh, well, I don't you care don't get to have it. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It it's a fabulous jungles. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, Manny, like, where did you find your voice in fashion? You know, I know we're going to go through things, but like, you have such well, a presence and, on Instagram. Yeah. And let's go back to where you got lost and how you climbed mm-hmm. out of that too. I want to hear about that. But I do have to say, I'm with Christine, that coat, that's one of the things mm. that caught my, the mm. coat and the the pink boots, the pink metallic mm-hmm. boots are to die for. Yes. So just yes. for us, our listeners can get a little visual there. So, <laughs> so tell us. And, well, and she looks great in yellow too, you guys, like. The girl knows how to rock yellow like no other. Yeah, and people are afraid of that. And you know, Manny, I think it's funny too, because what you just said, and we didn't prompt you about losing yourself, is something we talk a lot about here because we think it happens to women, kids, jobs, homes. And before you know it, you don't even know who you are anymore. So let's start with that and then go to Christina's question. How about that? How did you lose yourself? Tell us your story. I um, always been creative. But through my sort of growing up in a, I guess, a home that's a little bit more conservative, I tried to find ways that I could express myself outside of that. And I'm a little bit of a rebel. So if you tell me Mm. I can't do something, I'm going to go and do it. (laughs) 
Okay. Our girl. We feel like we've, <laughs> like if Christina doesn't come back from Mexico in a few weeks, Manny's taking her place on the podcast. Let's just go with that. So, She's totally our girl. So back, so I was very, I was in a, a sort of a, um, an environment that wasn't very good for growing up. So I try, I survived. Um, I could have gone either way, but I survived. And so growing up, I tried to find ways to um, feel good, regardless of what was going on around me. And, and I found that through fashion and through expressing myself and through art. Um, and it's funny when you mention yellow, because yellow has always been for me, um, the light. And it was reflective in my art. I'm an abstract artist as well. So it reflected in my art early on and has been in my fashion world since. So all through my professional life, I, um, I originally was going to go to fashion school, but you know, that wasn't in the cards (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't think I could make any money and I like stuff. So, uh, yeah. So I became a graphic designer and was very successful at that. I'm still doing a few pieces on like, freelance stuff. But through that, I was like happy. My husband and I were traveling and, you know, I felt like I had arrived. And then, you know, I was like 34, I think. And I said to my husband, hmm, you know what? I got a call the other day. It was my uterus. (laughs) She said, now or never. When she speaks, she roars too. Oh my gosh. And so we had the conversation because we had, we weren't going to have kids. We were like, oh my God, we're just going to live our little life and have our dog and blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. Uh, hello. Now. Okay. So we decided to have kids. And after my first one, I thought, okay, that's it. I'm not doing it again. But no, we had another one. So I have two fabulous kids. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, my God. my I have a son and a daughter. And so I had them late, right? I had my daughter at 38, no, 35, and my son at 37. So I had them late, and I thought, okay, good. You know, I've had all this experience behind me. I'm going to be great at this. Well, the first few years, yeah, I tried to be super mom. And, you know, I gave Martha Stewart a, a run for her money. Oh, my gosh. I talk mm. about that all the time, that we don't have to be Martha Stewart. But did oh. you feel, being mm. this artistic type, let me just ask this quickly in there. Did you feel a little bit of a need, or a, a pressure or a need to tone it down? Uh, no, I felt the opposite. I felt like I needed to be what I didn't have when I was growing up. I needed to give yeah. absolutely everything. And oh, I mean what, about your style. I'm sorry, oh, about your style and your lifestyle. Oh, my, my style completely, that's where I lost it. I completely yeah. took every creative being, everything I had in me, and I put it out into my family, into my home, into my children. Well, and did you feel like too, Manny, when you were when you were doing this with your children and your family and your home and all of that stuff, did you feel like when you went to these mom groups that you had to kind of fit the mold of what they were doing, because 
I know Gail and I talk about that a lot. I was a single mom for 16 years and to fit into the mold of a mom and a dad in the home and they're just this happy family and they're on the board of the PTA. And I'm like, I'm not that, like, I'm not that. Now, Gail, Gail was a homeschool mom, you know, so we always talk about- You can imagine how well I fit in over at the homeschool co <laughs> Yeah. I bow down to you because I couldn't do that. <laughs> Y'all, they were lovely ladies, but like they rolled in and they'd already, you know, yeasted bread that morning and darned some socks. <laughs> and here I was trying to get my eyelashes on point. You know, they just, I was a homeschool weirdo. But anyway, back to Manny. I think well, we can all relate yes. to losing a part of ourselves Inside and outside as moms. Plus it becomes, mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. I was looking for clothes that spit up didn't matter. If you guys, because you know, for the first two years, you had this spot on your shoulder because they either spit up or slobbered on your, <laughs> I mean, you just, it was a thing. And so <laughs> nobody wants spit up on their Gucci, right? Yep. <laughs> well, um, to answer your question, yes, I did want to fit that mold, but not so much the mold that I saw, but rather what I had envisioned in my head. I, mm -hmm. I created this, this idea of what the perfect mom should be. And that's what I tried to emulate. And it was, of course, extra, but it was mm. extra in a way that I put extra out on everything and everyone except for myself. I was at the bottom of the totem pole. I didn't get dressed. Yeah. I wore my awful grubbies. I didn't know how to dress myself anymore. I just, yeah, it wasn't. I think that's so common. It was like you had no more to give. Exactly. You know, your cup was empty. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Plus absolutely. in that season, yeah. I think it's easy to believe that we don't matter. I think that's the, mm. you know, it's all about your children. You know, when you sit down at a park, you don't talk about your needs as a woman or your menstrual cycle. Or you talk about the children and, you know, you talk about the kids and what's going on with the kids. And I had one friend that I would meet. We didn't just talk about the kids. We were talking about Bravo and stuff. And we were like the wild girls because we're not just saying what little Johnny did last week, but I think it's common. I think we want to fit in and it, we want, I think someone, like you, you said your past, there was some trauma there. And I think we want to be everything that wasn't, you know, and we want to create this perfect picture and that just can really mess us up from being just who we truly are. So, I'll share too that I'll relate to that when my first child was born, I remember after several months that I had been wearing the same hairstyle and it was like pulled back in like a low pony. I was wearing Ked sneakers and I thought that was my mom image. And I'm like, what has happened to me? You know? So what was that point where you said, oh my gosh, where's Manny? Well, it actually didn't happen till only about five years ago. Wow. Like it, yeah, mm. it took me a long time and a lot of searching um, to figure it out and to realize that, oh, yeah, right. I need to be happy, too. And I need to fill my cup in order to be able to fill everyone else's. And it's unfortunate. And one of the reasons why I'm I'm so passionate about sharing my story and sharing my um social media stuff is because it took me that long and I don't want anybody else. I know there are others out there. Mm. I don't want anybody else to like 
to find it so late. Like, I want them to be able to just let go of that stuff and, and find their moxie again. Yeah. So what did you find? What did you find that was most important to you as you were going through this transition and figuring out who is Manny without all of the labels, right? Who is Manny without all the labels? What, what did you find? I guess I'm still trying to figure that out, but I think that I have figured out that I am happiest when I'm being creative. And so I find creativity in almost anything I do. I don't just, you know, say creativity is when I'm painting or creativity is when I'm getting dressed. Well, of course not. You creative types, you you know, you're in a restaurant and you're weaving the toothpicks together, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What can I make here? You're making, you know, animals out of napkins. But don't you think that it's the creative types, those of us who have that strong imagination that we get the most sad when we're boxed in or given all these labels, all these things we think we had to be. I'm interested to hear, like growing up, being a creative all through your life, have you ever been told, you know, the things like you're too much, you should tone it down, you should be quieter? Because I know as a woman who was an extrovert, creative, outgoing type, those are the kind of things I've heard my whole life. Gail, you're too much. Mm -hmm. You need to tone Mm -hmm. it down. My dad used to say, you have these big ass ideas. I mean, did Mm. you experience a lot of that being that outgoing creative type? Actually, no, I, um, I consider myself an introverted extrovert. (laughs) I learned. Oh, do tell. Yeah. I learned to be an extrovert. I was always an introvert. Mm. Don't bring any attention to yourself because that could be trouble. Um, you know, always lay low and any compliments or, or anything attention. that was, yeah, attention that was given to you. Mm. You're just like, okay, good. You know, let's not get too excited about that because right after that is going to be a big bashing, right? Like, you know, who wow. do you think you are? Or whatever. That's, you wear these vibrant colors. <laughs> And this is like, I see you as a vibrant, beautiful woman that's just like, I'm here. And if you don't like it, mm, you know, that's how I see well, you. And that's the real me. But it took a long time to get there um, because it was always just so pushed down. Like I wasn't really, mm. um, I didn't allow myself to be who I was. You know, that's interesting because Mm. it sounds like the same voices, but my voices were coming from the outside and yours were coming from an internal place, probably rooted in trauma. Yes. Because I've Mm. noticed a lot of children that suffer a lot of trauma, they get used to not attracting attention because I believe that if I attract attention, I could be more, um, you know, more of a target. Was that kind of your story? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, I mean, aside from my home trauma, um, I was bullied at school and, you know, I always looked um, different. I went to a very white school. Okay, now I'm just mad, those assholes. I mean, <laughs> messing with our man. Well, and now I'm really you can, up. You can tell them. No, 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 no. But she can tell them now. Look at me now. Yes, look exactly. at me. Paper. <laughs> You know, so, I was you go, girl. You go. And, you know, it's funny because I, I just reconnected with some friends from like my high school years. Um and oh. I and 
they commented on a post that I made and it was like, they saw me completely different than I saw myself then. You know, I thought Mm. I was just, you know, sitting back and I was a nobody, but they actually saw me and I didn't think Mm. like, you know, why did it take that long for me to actually But isn't that cool, Manny, that you got, isn't that cool though, that you got affirmation and confirmation that this is who I've been all along and it's just affirming how you move forward in life. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, And I think your story is very common. I think women have a lot of voices inside their heads quite often and they're, they're, they're their own worst enemy and what they're believing other people think and seeing them is just so untrue. Now, in my case, they called me the names, the bullies. They used to call me Frizz was their name because my hair was frizzy. I mean, I had, I look like a Q-tip. I was this tall, white, skinny thing, then fuzzy hair on the top, like a Q-tip. So uh, those wounds run deep, whether they're <laughs> external or internal, but, um, Let's talk about. Well, at least you weren't called four eyes, girl. Like mine was. You're four eyes. You got thunder thighs. Your hair is a mess. Like, look at us now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Manny, what catapulted the change where you got to midlife and reconnected with the real you because that's kind of what we're all about here because we think so many women get lost for so many reasons some are lost with children some are lost in careers some are lost in medical issues hormones bad marriages all the things and we want to be that flashing light that says warning warning snap out of it you're wasting your life so what was the catalyst for Manny having this you know renaissance I think it was uh, several things, but primarily it was um, social media (laughs) and surrounding Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. And I come from, you know, we never had computers back then. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I come from. Our phones were rotary dialed, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I surrounded myself. People don't know what those are anymore. So, (laughs) like me, people who. I wanted to emulate people who were really rocking it. And I wanted, I wanted that. So I surrounded myself Mm. with all those people. And then I said to myself one day, well, why not me? Why can't I also share this new joy that I have with all these other people? I know that these people have done it for me. I want to do it for them. Wow. Mm. I, it's that old saying that you surround yourself with the five people that you want to be most like, and you did that. That's powerful. I love that you're talking about social media in a positive way, because I am one of those people, Mm. I believe social media gets a bad rap and I think it can be the good or it can be the bad. And it's all how people use it. Absolutely. And I love that rather than getting into the comparison game and letting it drive you down, you said, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to be inspired by these other women. And Mm, man, I just mm -hmm. love that, Manny. So you're out there, you're seeing women that resonate with, it's it's probably more than, I'm going to choose to say, it wasn't that you wanted to be like them, you saw yourself in them and you knew it was in there. Is that fair? Yes, exactly. I was like, you know what? I used to be like that. 
one time. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and how, how do your kids respond to your coolness? <laughs> I, I want to hear about how they respond to your coolness because my son and Gilson, I think we have sons. I think we're dorks. And, uh, yeah, they think we're we're totally, you know, dumb. my son said, Mom, what do you want for your birthday? Because it's coming up next week. Uh, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I just want you to do some reels with me. He's like, oh, God. How old is your son? Like, Please. He's uh-huh. 20. So. <laughs> yeah, mine is, uh, mine is 21. And um, I don't really talk to him much about social media. And he, you know... <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I can't get a, a good grasp as to where That's he's probably on. Wise, yeah, it's probably very wise. <laughs> My daughter, on the other hand, um, she helps me shoot stuff. Uh, she's she lives in another city. She's- See, Christina, that's it. It's the daughters. <laughs> it Why is are these the daughters. Sons such it's always the daughters. I mean, she's also older, it. so maybe it's maturity. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Now my oldest oh, son is okay. 33 and he's a huge supporter and he's like mom you yes, can he do is. it. Yeah. And he helped record our intro and our ex uh, you know extra and um he's been great but that younger one I think somehow yeah. this might be embarrassing for him I really don't care. You know this is my oh, Yeah, time. when we talk about dry well when we talk about dry vaginas they all just cringe <laughs> and they're like oh we're talking about dry vaginas and sweating and they all need that to stuff. know like, they need to know because your wife is going to go through it one day That's right. okay i'm helping you so manny you're looking around and you're thinking to yourself that's me and, and i remember i had a moment where i thought why not me and i remember my voice that was going on in my head is there is no me out there there is no i don't see another 50 something year old plus size woman from the deep south that is talking about things in a real and up close provocative way that I knew I could and desired to talk about things and mm. and be a presence. And I always like to say there's an audience for everyone because I mean look around. There's some really strange people that have big followings. So <laughs> what did you want to do? What was going stop it, Christina? Everybody has a you've <laughs> seen some of these people are like if they can, I can. So, Manny, what was the voice? What was your message? What did you want to share with the world when you jumped into social media? You know, going back a little bit to your point there, I did start looking and didn't find people like me back then. Like, And I, I had multiple attempts at trying to find myself. But it wasn't until just mm. a few years ago that I, I actually succeeded. And that's because there are people like me out there. There are, you know, other women with hips and bellies. And nowadays we can talk about it. We can show it. It's not a faux pas. It's not a, oh, my God, mm. you're fat. Oh, my God. You know, you, you know, hide that whatever. Um, so previously when I was trying to find my style, I couldn't connect with those people because they weren't around as prevalent as they are now. Well, you know, you know, Manny, what I have seen in your, in your fashion is that you're not like, okay, I'm going to probably offend some people and I'm so sorry. Please know that I'm coming from a really beautiful place, but you know, the cold Creek, cold Creek clothing line, things like that. Like I, I feel like we don't have to 
to go there yet. Like you can still have fun and be flirty and be in your 50s or 60s or 70s even and still rock color the trends. Yes. And I I just want to say thank you for giving women permission to well, do that. You know what? <laughs> One of the things is that fashion or designers, big corporations, they're putting stuff out there that they think people want. But that stuff is all based mm-hmm. on what they know or what they think they know. And everything is yeah. moving so quickly. And especially with this pandemic, people have just exploded with the, you know, oh my God, I need more joy. I need more color. And so designers are now being more Mm -hmm. um, responsive to what the community really wants. And so you will see, Mm -hmm. um, like never before, more sequence, more exuberance, just maximalism, maximalism, yeah, (laughs) that, (laughs) Everywhere. Yeah, not minimalist. No. We are not minimalist people, are we? Mm-mm. Well, you know, Manny, do you fall, I hope this is an offensive question, but you, you're not over in the petite section. Is that fair to say? That's right. I'm a plus size gal. <laughs> me too. And I think like for Christina, Christina's not plus size. She's she's mini me. She's petite and she's a cutie. But I think it's been particularly difficult for those of us who were bigger because the bigger you got, the more homely it got for a very, very long time, Christina. And even when you would go into these stores, like I could go into two or three of these very big, famous plus size stores. And I'm finding myself that it's either homely or it's like, no one my size should ever have that garment on. And I'm not trying to be judgmental, but some things, you know, if it's a bunch of strings, it's probably not for me. You know, it's going to result in a rash. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, you know, a blister or something. <laughs> but Manny knows what I mean. I mean, you would walk in there and you think, who the hell is wearing this shit? I mean, really? And I always tell the story, the one store their sizing was so bad I have long legs and apparently you can't be tall and plus size. You have to be short and fat or tall and thin. Yeah. Can you relate to that? Oh my gosh, yeah. It was so hard. This one store had long crotch (laughs) pants. Like if you got tall, the crotch was long as if your vulva was some special hanging down thing or something. And I'm like, I would not be caught dead in these pants. So... Uh, just yeah so christina is not as in tune to the suffering of being older and plumper at the same time well here's the other thing is that she she failed to mention i'm only five foot so petite sizes are not even available anymore and if they are the petite is a five two well that is not going to help our 411 410 you know five foot friends you know and and again you're talking about long crotch that happens to us all the yes. time. Long crotch. We we it, need to just, stop it's thinking that we need to fit the clothes that are out there and we need to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. the clothes fit us. And the industry is changing that way. Like there are companies that actually will custom make you a piece. You send them their measurements and they make it for you. Mm. But we need to, you know, when I started out, um, like loving fashion and wanting to express myself through fashion in my twenties, I sewed like 50% of my wardrobe or I altered stuff that I made. 
And mm. I also thought I was going to be super mom. And so my kids, all their clothes were that never happened. Oh. <laughs> no, not even a one piece. Anyway, so my point is that you need, you need to have a, a tailor and you need to be okay with that. Like it's, it's not our fault that the clothes don't fit us. It's the clothes <laughs> fault. Like you need to take, you know, you love the piece. Yes, but it's not perfect on you. Well, let's make it perfect. Right. I've had trouble being, um, you know, middle-aged um, plus size girl finding those funky pieces. And I think that's what most attracted me to you. I'm like, there's my long lost sister. I'm, I was just sure when I went, did my ancestry. I was expecting some like you to pop up somewhere interesting. And it's been more of a struggle. Um, and so as you came out of this cloud you've been living in and you're like, who I know who I am. How did you go about finding what I call, cause I've been talking about this a lot lately, finding your signature style and I think women don't know where to start when they're lost and they've been wearing beige khakis for the last 20 years. And y'all, I hate beige khakis. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. She loves them. Like I do She's not, loves I, don't, them. I do not, I go to my closet. There's hardly anything beige in there at just all. Just kidding. You guys. Especially, you know what I love? Let me, let me just tell you what I love, Gail. I saw these pants this weekend and they were like faux leather and they were cropped and they were so cute and they had a little belt. And I looked at my friend Steph and I said, those are super cute. I said, you could rock those. She's all, mm -mm, and she no panicked. girl, that's, that's all you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, no, it looks so sexy on you. You need to wear that. Like you need to get that. And why are She's people like, so no. stuck? I love me some faux leather. <laughs> so Manny, where, like, did you just wake up one day and throw all your clothes away? I mean, what happened? No, I, um... <laughs> I actually have a ton of black and I'm starting to call it all, but I, I don't prescribe to a certain style. I, I think of it as when I put this on, what does it make me feel good? Am I feeling like, you know, I want to be a bad bitch today? Well, I'm going to put on all my rocker sheet <laughs> stuff and big boots and I'm just going to own it. No boots. Yes. When I, when yes. I do feel like a bad bitch when I wear boots. I feel like if somebody messes me today, I'm going to kick them in the face with these bad boots. What is it about well, boots? I love it. <laughs> I think it's um, it's just the history behind the, the garments, right? Like, you know, back into um, sort of biker culture and that sort of thing. But, you know, there are mm. days where I just really want to feel romantic and fluffy and and just, you know, flowery. and so. I'll dress to that. Or there are days that I don't know what I feel like and I'll put something on and it'll determine, okay, today I'm going to be, you know, uber classic, like Kate Middleton or something. <laughs> so mm. it doesn't matter and what the clothing is. It's how it makes you feel. And how about how you wear it? Because I think you, when yeah. you walk out that door, the confidence yes. Instead of slumped over like a somebody dumpity and, you know, hiding. I think that makes all the difference. If you put that on and straighten yourself up tall and walk out that door like a supermodel, that that makes all the difference. I tell my clients all the time that confidence is something that you can build. It's a muscle that you need to flex for it to get bigger. And you just start small. You know, if if putting on full red 
suit and the red coat and red heels is going to take you over the top, start with a red purse. Start there. How does that feel? And then as you get out there and you start to see that, oh, my God, the world didn't end. And I actually had, you know, somebody say, wow, that's a great bag. That starts to fill you up and you start to think, okay, I'll do the coat next. And then you just gradually build that confidence. Progress. Mm -hmm. So is it safe to say, Manny, that you don't necessarily have a signature style? It's more or less, you know, if I'm feeling this today, I'm going to rock this. It's probably a little bit of my rebel side too. I don't like to be put in a box. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because your your closet sounds a little schizophrenic. I'm not going to lie over here. Gail's over here like, can I go and color coordinate it? I do love color coordination. And I've been talking about finding your style, but I realize when I've written some articles and I've talked about that that does apply to most people. But I 100% relate to you because there are, I was telling my my son or my, my daughter last night, one that, you know, I sometimes don't want to look like people expect me to walk out the door looking. I want to bring a little shock. I want to go a different direction. I want to do, I want to try lots of, now some things are not me. Tiny little printed flowers. No, no. Plaid lumberjack. Nope. Not happening. You know know what that is? That's because it causes some sort of um, connection in your brain as to why that lumberjack pattern is not you. Like, do you think of, I don't know, being out in the forest and having to survive and, <laughs> or just think it looks stupid. <laughs> okay, you tell it like it is that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, I don't know. It seems heavy and just, I like things to have a little bit of an edge and a little bit of funk. And to me, when you get into light little florals and these flannel plaid, they're missing the edge for me. And I think that's what it is. I see other people, like we have a friend named Cammie and she wears those little plaid jackets and she looks adorable. Like I would almost be tempted based on how it looks on her, but then I remember who I am and it's just not me. And I love (laughs) that I'm aware of what's not me because some of us just go trend to trend and we never know Mm -hmm. what's truly us. But I also love that you're giving the latitude to explore different different styles and have some different pieces in your wardrobe. But I've watched you, you mix and match some of those styles and you mix and match colors and you Mm -hmm. do have your own style. I would call it funk, playful funk. (laughs) Thank you. It's, it's definitely part of the creative process for me, right? It's, it's what I do when I am painting. It's when I, it's what I do when I'm writing it's all just a creative way. So I look, I don't look at the pieces necessarily as a top and a bottom. I look at it as, um, well, that pattern is going to help bring this one out and that color is complementary to this. And so my brain kind of works in a little bit different way. <laughs> so a couple of things that I've noticed on your Instagram as I was following you and kind of stalking you, Manny, because I'm kind of obsessed. Let me just be very clear. I am, I'm hoping to get my mom over there to kind of start switching her, you know, getting her little, yeah, yeah, we totally are fangirling. So, so tell us where you tend to find some of your pieces because... 
I saw the, I, I don't know if it was a reel or if it was a post about you thrift shopping. And I was like, okay, what, what is this about? So tell well, us a little I'm bit about that. I'm passionate about um, <laughs> slow fashion and trying to get um, pieces, like trying to reuse pieces as much as you can. So uh, going back to that fluffy pink coat thing that uh, you saw in my post and yes. booth, both those things are thrifted. So, no uh, way. Yeah. so I go Dang. through lots. <laughs> we got to go thrifting. I'm going yeah. to Canada uh, and go thrifting. Oh my God. I say the opposite. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get somehow a mailbox in the U S because you have actually quite a, a lot more um, because your population is so much bigger. You have a lot more to choose from. Trust me. So Posh. Well, let me, real quick for our listeners, will you tell them quickly just a sense or two, slow fashion versus fast fashion? Because I think for a lot of listeners, those are going to be new terms. Yeah, fast fashion is stuff that's produced that isn't meant to last. And it's probably a, a trend. And I always say that you buy what you can afford, right? Buy the best quality you can afford. And if that's just H&M, that's great as I buy some things from H&M, but the idea is to keep them, you know, try to reuse them, buy things um, smartly, stuff that you know you're going to have in your wardrobe. And then don't toss it. Try to refashion it. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, those jeans you don't want, you no longer like, cut them off, make them shorts or how about your um, your coat? It's out of style. Well, cut the sleeves off. Make it into a vest or, or give it to somebody. Or at least pass it on. Is exactly. that fair to say? Because I do have a friend that we seem to adjust our weights up and down at different times. <laughs> and like I shipped her a box recently of things that no longer were working for me. And there's times she just showed up at my house with a whole Passel of clothes, and we don't charge each other anything. We're just like, here, can you wear this? Here, can you wear? And we've gone back and forth over the years. It's really funny because I'm not going to lie. I have been guilty of that place that you that's across the ocean where you can get things really cheap. Me too. Because Me too. I uh, here's what I get into, and I know this is against the fast fashion, slow fashion. That if it's something that's super trendy. That I'm not sure about. I don't want to pay a lot for that. Is that is no? That so that's bad? not bad at all. I mean that. That's why it's out there, right? Because people are still buying that stuff. So it's okay. It's just how you end up consuming it, right? I I believe that you know if there's a trend or something that you want to add to your existing wardrobe to just liven it up. Absolutely. Because I do think some women get intimidated mm -hmm. thinking looking cool has to cost a fortune. And I think you and I would both no, tell that's them that's not definitely true. Definitely not true at all. And um, I have several clients whose budgets aren't very much for their clothing and they, you know, they get lots of wonderful, cool things. And it's just trying to open up your mind to 
not just what you're given. Go out and search for what you want. Oh, yes. I love that. Because what I've been teaching lately is a system of telling women how to define a style, like go collect a bunch of pictures, go to social media, go to magazines, catalogs, cut out all the things you like and put them in one place, the notebook, and then flip through there and see what's repeating itself. Do you always pick stripes? Are you always picking feathers? And figure out what you really like and turn that into a list and shop with that list because I think you'd agree with me. Part of the key to being really well-dressed is to have yeah. a good eye. Yeah. Because I can go in Marshalls and find a good piece. I can, I even find some good pieces in Old Navy. Now, most of their stuff, I don't love the fit of it or the look anymore, but like I found some faux leather leggings in there that I have worn for two seasons multiple yes. times a week. So I think it's not about how much you spend or even I think it is about knowing where to go, where the gyms are. Um, and I noticed you mentioned a brand. I'm going to throw this out there. Eloquy. If you're a plus size girl, they got the funk. I do love me some Eloquy. Um, but learning to go through a store quickly and your eye land on the yes, right things. You know how so, you mentioned that you end up, um, if you start putting photos together and collecting things, you see a pattern. Well, you can also fall into a, a pitfall where you end up buying all the stripes <laughs> in all the different forms. Have you been <laughs> to my closet or and, something? And because <laughs> I, I do get on a thing. Like one year I decided coral yeah, was my color. And everything I bought that season was coral. And then one year coral. it was teal. And then I got on a leather yeah. and faux leather and I bought faux leather leggings and I've got a purple leather jacket and a green leather jacket and a black leather skirt. I mean, it got oh, a little Lord. carried away, but so I get, yeah, I totally agree. If like, if the only thing on your list is stripes, you need to go back and look at some more pictures. Yeah, and I am, um, I've always shopped Eloquy, but recently they've asked me to be an ambassador for them. So I am so, um, grateful and <laughs> humbled by, by that. So yeah. Hey, give a shout out for your girl in the lower 48 <laughs> when you talk to them, because I would love to be. I, I like I love some of the things that the Eloquy does that they like that scuba knit. That freaking stuff is yeah. a game changer for if you're middle age and yeah. things move around or you're plus yeah. size. There's nothing like it because those thin fabrics are something I struggle right. with. So go ahead, Christina. <laughs> oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I'm thinking about once a woman starts to look at things she likes, what are your best tips on going and finding the pieces and putting them together? Like I've heard some people say they lay out all their wardrobe for the week or or they have a fashion calendar it sounds more like you're a little bit organic. You just get up and put something on. How, I, how do you go I about am it? organic. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to schedule anything. <laughs> it's funny. Maybe that's my retired brain talking. I'm, um, I really just get up when I want to get up and decide what it is I'm going to do that day and how I want to feel and present myself. Right. Cause Christina's dying over there because I've said these very things like a schedule makes mm -hmm. me feel committed. And yeah. I may not want to oh. do that that day. No, exactly. Especially these people that decide what they're going to eat oh, all yeah. month. And I guess because maybe I've done that, right? I've done all that scheduling so rigidly that 
it made me feel so restricted that I tend to, you know, teeter-totter back and forth on those things. Yes, I schedule. No, I don't schedule. There's got to be a balance. Maybe the balance is where I'm at now. I don't know. I love that, Manny. I love that you have to find a balance within. And uh, I'm I'm like that. I am so like that. So when you're putting together pieces, we want to know how, like, what goes into your brain, not just for you, but as you're dressing your clients, where do you start with building that wardrobe? And where do you start each day when you get up to put on an outfit? Do you start with a certain piece? Do you start with a certain color? Like, how do you do this? Usually start with the piece because um, let's face it, it's, uh, it's not, it's frowned upon to go outside without pants on. So (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, the garage you sure? Can you go you into sure? the garage? Because yeah. I've done so that. If you're going out in public, I would start with your bottoms, whether it be your skirt, your pants. And then, you know, if you're going to the grocery store, then it might be your sweatpants. Um, and then the wow piece. So you put on what you're comfortable in and then maybe add something that makes you feel a little bit extra. Put on that wow jacket. Put on, you know, these awesome, cool glasses or something. So start with bottoms and then build your, your outfit from that. Think about things that contrast, you know, are you feeling a little bit bloaty today? Well, wear something that's a little bit looser and, and more forgiving, uh, something. I love the oversized, uh, look, <laughs> although it can take over your body, but, you know, listen to what your internal voice is saying because a lot of times we don't we just tell it to shut up Mm -hmm. or we don't pay attention and so if you listen closely it's gonna tell you hey you know what i need a little pep today so i think i'm gonna reach for yellow yeah (laughs) you know manny i love that you you said that because i think so many times in our past we have been told certain things. I know like I had an ex-boyfriend, I know this sounds really crazy, when I was in my 20s. And he told me that I just, I always dressed a little extra. I would wear patterns and I would wear color. And, you know, when you're in your 20s and somebody impacts you like that, it stays with you. And so if you look in my closet, I have, mm, I have about three colors, white, (laughs) mauve, black. I mean, those are the colors. And I have slowly started to get out of that because my husband loves color, loves color, loves to see me in color, except orange. I think you could do orange (laughs) given your coloring. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why I love I love orange, but he well, can't he stand it. He's like, it. please do not wear orange. And I'm like, I have this orange leather jacket. Oh, I do. I totally, I still do it. But he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of orange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. It's better. It's, looks good on me. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So I love, how, how do you help uh, women to overcome that thought process? Because they're, there are probably a lot of women like me that have been told, you know, certain things by people that meant something to them and they have to reframe that story or that thought process. So how do you, how do you start 
with them? It's, How do you um, help your clients? Uh, yeah, I'm always so sad when I hear that kind of thing, but I always tell them that it just takes time, that that was then and it's not serving them now. And just to give it time, mm. you know, and try one thing, try yeah. baby steps. I wanted to touch about, like in our last few minutes too, about women who lack the confidence and women who just, they dress so, if you love plain and calm and you love beige yeah. and navy, good for you. But I find that a lot of women, it comes from a place they lack confidence to really explore. What do you mm-hmm. say to women who who are a little beaten down, they're insecure, they lack confidence to get out there and find a style and to express themselves. Because something else I've been saying lately is let's make the outside match the inside and who you really are. And, you know, are you really beige on the inside? Is any, Who's beige on the inside? I hope you're not. If not, <laughs> if you are going to therapy. I mean, we, we all need therapy, but you roll in there and tell them I'm feeling kind of beige. They're going to treat you. Well, um, so what what do you say to those women to insecurity to just they lack the confidence to take a risk and I think we can all agree yes, fashion's a risk it is and the more risks you take the more comfortable you become doing them so the thing is to um, mm. take the risk but I I often have uh, my clients write down a list of characteristics that they would describe themselves. And if they can't think of things to describe Mm. themselves, I ask them to have a loved one describe them and use those words to Mm. um, transpose into what a blouse would look like. Okay. So if it's sparkly, what does that mean? Let's wear some sequins today. Right. So, (laughs) yes. I'm excited for sequins. Me too. I want to wear a ton of sequins. Especially that, when like, they're out of place. If I wear yeah, it. they're on a sweatshirt or sneakers. And I, I don't like glitter, yeah. but I like sequins. And I know people would just think, oh, you like sparkle. <laughs> oh no, there's a difference. I, I need to get I need to get like some sequin shoes or a sequin skirt or a sequin. Yeah, Manny jacket. has a great sequin skirt that I covet oh, every I time have, she pulls that thing out. I have two <laughs> I have one that I made. Tell us um, well, okay. I, I designed and I had my mom make because I no longer have um the uh, uh what is it, the patience. Yeah, no. Okay, is she taking no, orders? She is, like, is she taking I orders? I don't sew for anybody yeah, tell her. you, okay? Because <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> we'll pay well. No, <laughs> So, you know, I hope what we've done today is people will stop and think in midlife about who they really are. And if they're living a life and they're representing themselves in a way that is indicative of who they truly are. And we want to boost the confidence of midlife women. We want to boost the get up and go, go do it now because clock is ticking of midlife women. And, you know, I want to say this. If you don't know where to start, there's help. Yep. You can reach out to Manny. Manny, what's your um, website? I don't have a website per se. I have, They could reach out to me on Instagram. Absolutely. Um, okay. And that's Manny Fashion Stylist. Manny Fashion Stylist. There is help out there. That's what I want women to know. If you 
can't get it together yourself as far as defining a style, shopping, there's help with people like Mandy. It's what they do. And they have a, some people are gifted with a keen eye for things like color and shape and style and cut. And they know the correct vendors to go to, to get it. And I think that's what makes someone like Mandy. And I want people to understand someone like Mandy is not going to just dress you like she dresses herself. People who excuse me, do this for a living. It's just like Christina and I in the makeup world. We don't make everybody look like us. Thank goodness. We don't want you all to look like us. Anyway, we're special. Um, (laughs) Professionals are keenly aware of what's best for you and what your desires are. So don't be afraid to reach out to someone who is a professional in beauty, in style, in hair, in makeup, any of the things. Absolutely. That's what they do. And the help is available. You do not have to wander out there being unstylish. You know how we, dumpty. we reach out Anything to, else? for help? Well, nowadays, you know, it's okay to have therapy. It's okay to, you know, have somebody come clean your house. It's okay to, it's okay to have somebody come dress you. It's okay to have somebody show you how to do your makeup. You know, you go to the hairdresser. It's okay to get those things. Those are all things that you need to fill your cup, to feel better, to have the confidence, to move forward. And we yes. all have different skills. I can't engineer a building. God bless those women who do that. Um, I'm, and I'm not going to be mopping up mud in the, I mean, blood in the emergency room either. God bless those women. But you know what? Yes. We can learn. And when you work with professionals, mm. someone like Manny, someone like Christina and I in the makeup world, we can teach you ways that you can execute mm-hmm the look and style you're wanting to and make that outside look like you're inside. Anything else, Christina? You know, Manny, I just had one last question for you. You were talking about your abstract art. Is that something that you do on the side along with your fashion business? Or is this something that is just uh, for a creative outlet for you? And if it's something you do as a business, can they find you on Instagram um, the same way? (laughs) I actually started out, it's probably my abstract art that helped me work through to find my style. Uh, because I started to become more creative. And Mm. so I then took that creative flow into my closet, um, mostly because I couldn't get canvases because of the pandemic. But uh, I haven't painted in like two years. But that's okay, because I'm doing other creative things and learning other things like TikTok and fun stuff. (laughs) But yes, my art is at uh, on Instagram at Manny Martins Carmen. And I ship internationally. I have um, lots of uh, people who have collected my stuff in the States, Canada, Portugal. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, man. I could talk to you all day. I just feel like you're my kindred spirit. I can't wait to have you back to do more things with you. So we want to remind everyone about midlifemoxie.net. That's our website. And on the website, the blog is up and going. If you're loving our guest, they're bringing you more content on the blog. You can also sign up for our upcoming newsletter. We can't wait to roll that out to you and tell you about all the exciting things. And you can see our affiliates where you can get some great deals on products you love mm-hmm. like boobalicious products walking cradle shoes um what's our little candy i i 
Yeah, eye candy shapewear, shapewear, yes. bossa bars, discounts for yes, all the people cradles. and all the things. But yes. Manny, we yeah. want to thank you for this, your precious time today. And we just, I mean, <laughs> ooh, I just want to squeeze you through the camera. You're just our kindred spirit. So um, we look forward to getting to know you better and having you be part of thank our Midlife community. Thank you so much, community. both of you. You guys are so fun. And uh, I'm glad I was part of this little triangle. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. So, Christina, what do we always say? Go and get your moxie on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.